I'm Kristen, and this is the Explorer in You podcast. Now, what I've discovered after visiting five continents and some amazing places is that the greatest thing standing in your way of seeing the world is what you believe is possible. I believe that travel is for everyone on any budget, and it doesn't have to be overwhelming. So this podcast is all about unlocking the Explorer in you. You'll hear stories from people who will inspire you to set big travel goals and show you how to achieve them. Let's explore. Hey there, welcome back to the Explorer and You podcast. So when you think about travel and the expenses involved, usually the top things are airfare, accommodations, and food. And I'm always looking for ways to cut down on those costs. And I have to say that this is one topic when I mentioned to friends that I was doing a show on how to become a house sitter. They were like, yes, I want to know more because who doesn't want to be able to travel and stay somewhere for free? So I was really excited to talk to Vicki Sosa. She is a full-time digital nomad and she's a full-time house sitter. And it allows her the financial room to travel more because she doesn't have that housing expense overhead. And it also takes her to some places that she wouldn't normally go to. It helps her travel slowly. And so I came across this blog post that she had written about how to start house sitting. And she's super passionate about it. She knows all the ins and outs. And so on the show, Vicky shares her favorite house sitting website, which you have to pay to become a member to and definitely check out in the show notes. Vicky's given us a code that you can use to get 25% off the membership price. So make sure to check that out before signing up. And I also just want to make one more plug. If you listen to the show, sharing a little love by giving a review really helps us out. If you've done so already, thank you, thank you, thank you. It is the best way to get the Explorer and You podcast out there. So I know you're going to learn a lot from this episode. So let's get into the show. Hi, Vicki. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So I was hoping we could start with you sharing a little bit about your story and how you became a full-time house sitter and a digital nomad. Yeah, so um, it, it's been a few years in the making. I was working a, a good government job and um, I had already started my blog and I just wanted to travel more. And I heard about a position at a small insurance company that was offering half of the week remote. Um, so that sounded great to me. It was gonna let me travel more. So I um, interviewed, got the job, and then I was doing that for almost two years. And it was great because I was traveling on the weekends, you know, because I could do that remote work on the Thursday and Friday of the week. So I would take off on a Wednesday night come back by Sunday and be in the office by Monday. So um, it was great. And, um, but the thing was, was once I started, you know, that half week remote lifestyle, I was like, this is awesome. I want to do this all the time. And, you know, this was years ago now with COVID and everything, you know, obviously the remote work uh, is a lot more common right now. But back then um, it just wasn't a thing. I was actually the only person in my company 
that was allowed to work, you know, remotely somewhat. And um, I just like a trailblazer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, it came from, you know, my, my boss got to know me, got to know that he didn't need to micromanage me and that I would do my work and he didn't have to be constantly like over me. So, um, you know, it helps to be a good employee. <laughs> so, um, but then, you know, I just, I wanted more, I wanted more and I wanted to travel more and be remote more. And like I said, I had already started my blog and I had seen other bloggers that were working remotely uh, through house sitting and traveling. And I just saw them doing it and I was like, I wanna do it too. And my blog, I wanted to take it from a hobby blog to a business blog. So I, you know, I went into my boss's office and, you know, he started his own company. He understands the whole business aspect of it. So I went in there with my speech ready and I was telling him, you know, I have this blog and I want to make it a business. I want to make money off of it. And you can't get a hundred percent if you don't give a hundred percent and all this. Right. And I was like, so sir, I'm quitting. And he said, no. <laughs> and, um, he said, you know, that he understands that, you know, what I want to do and that whole business aspect of it. But we worked out that I would go from full-time to part-time and I could be 100% remote. So I was like, this is fantastic. <laughs> so it kind of worked out on that. And I still work for that company part-time remotely. Um, but the other part of it was, you know, I wanted to travel and not have the added expense because since I was moving to part-time, you know, I'm not making as much money and where does all of our money go? It goes into our rent or our mortgage. So I decided that I was going to get rid of all of my stuff. My apartment lease was actually ending, you know, in a couple of months. So I figured it was a sign. And so I kept a few things. I, I have a small storage unit still where I have some things, but for the most part, I got rid of everything, couches, you know, bed, all of that. And I started applying for house sits and I've been doing that for over three years now. Wow. That's so great that you had a boss that was like understanding and you could work out, you know, an arrangement that worked for your new lifestyle. Um, it sounds like you got a taste of that life and then just wanted more, which exactly. I totally understand. Yeah. <laughs> wanted more of that. Um, so yeah. it, I've looked at your website and you just seem to enjoy house sitting so much. And so I'm wondering if you could share a little bit about why you love it so much, what have been the benefits over these past couple of years, um, you know, living, living this lifestyle. Right. So for me, obviously the financial aspect of it, you know, I'm getting to stay somewhere for free. Um, so I'm getting to explore new towns, new cities, um, or, you know, places I've already been, but I don't have to worry about paying for accommodation. So especially if you go to like the bigger cities, if you go to New York, if you go to Atlanta, um, how much are you going to spend in a hotel just for a weekend, you know? So, um, I always look for longer house sits and I can be in a town for a month, not paying for accommodation. So that's one of the big financial benefits for me. Um, but then there's also the travel side of it, you know, um, 
with house sitting, you get to stay in a house, you know, so you're getting more of a local feel versus just being in a hotel. And um, you get to travel a little bit more slowly if you do find these houses that are a little bit longer. So you're not necessarily rushing just to see like the main tourist spots, you know, you can take your time and find some of these hidden gems, um, local restaurants. I've had good conversations with neighbors and they're like, oh, you have to try this pizza place. And it's something that I would have never found if I was, you know, typical weekend um, rushed trip. So for me, that's another benefit of, of house sitting. And obviously you get to spend some time with some cute pets and everything. Um, usually a house that does involve dogs or cats or I've taken care of chickens. Um, oh, wow. Rabbits, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it depends on the house, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been great. I've met some really great people. Some of the people that I've housed that for, we're now friends. We, we have stayed in touch. And so, yeah, lots of great benefits for, for me. Yeah, it sounds like it enables you to really get to know the area and to visit parts of the country that you probably wouldn't normally. Right, yeah. Um, and then, so who would you recommend house-sitting is good for? Like, would you recommend people who are obviously digital nomads and can work from anywhere. Um, but it, it sounds like you do it full time, but you don't have to, it can be kind of a weekend thing. I honestly feel like house sitting could be for anybody. Um, it can be, like I said, for me, you know, I look for longer house sits because I want a little bit of a routine, you know, cause I still have work to do and all that, you know, but it could just as easily be for, you know, somebody that works the regular nine to five, but wants to get away for a weekend or just wants to try something different. Um, it, I mean, even if, I don't know, let's say you're considering moving to, you know, a new city, find house sits in that city and spend a week there. And, oh, that's you know, smart. Yeah. So like, there's so many benefits. Um, and like, like you just said, you, you see other parts of, of, of cities. Um, it's not just the, the big cities, you know, you can find these awesome little like towns that are sleepy, but have like so much history and, um, and all of that just through house sitting. So, I mean, I've house sat for homeowners that are retired now and they really enjoyed the idea of like, they saw it from my point of view. So then they started house sitting. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> and so they're retired and, you know, they've booked like a cruise, but then they'll find a house sit right before the cruise out of like whatever port city they're leaving from. So then they'll spend some time in the city before again, you know, without paying for accommodation. So really it could be, you know, for, for younger people, for, you know, older people that are retired for a weekend for, you know, a week for pet lovers. Like I know there's some people that like, if they live in an apartment, they can't have a dog. Right. So if you want to spend a weekend with the dog, like <laughs> find yeah. a house sit and just spend the weekend cuddling on the couch with the dog. So, yeah. Yeah. And then, so what is the best way if you want to start house sitting, where do you start? So um, there are websites that I use to find these house sits. So I use trustedhousesitters.com and it is a paid, um, like a membership. So you pay 120 something, I can't remember the exact number, but I think it's about $130 for the year. 
and then you use their platform, their website, and you just search for house sits. And so like, if you know you want to go to South Carolina, for example, just put in South Carolina and any house sits that are available will pop up. And then all that you have to do is, um, obviously you've set up your own profile ahead of time and you list, you know, your qualifications, you know, if you've house sat before, um, if you have experience, like maybe giving medicines to dogs or things like that, post some pictures of you with pets and everything, you know, um, and, you know, make it personal, but you have your profile. And then if you see a house sit that you think would be a good match, you apply, you send them a message. And then if they like what they see, they'll respond back. And then you can, usually it involves like um, a phone call or maybe a Skype or a Zoom and you get to know each other and um, the homeowner will ask you questions or if you have questions for the homeowner, you kind of go back and forth. And then if they like you and they pick you, then that's it and you get the house sit. So um, there are different websites, but Trusted House Sitters is the most popular. It's all over the world. Like literally you can house it all over the world. Oh, it's with international. Oh, yeah. Okay. So there are different websites, like some are specific. So I also use a house sit website called House It Mexico. And I use them because they're specific to Mexico. And I, you know, we've been wanting to go to Mexico for a couple of uh, house sits just because cost of living and we love the food and great culture and everything. So there's websites that are specific for Europe or specific for Australia. And those specific ones are, are better because, you know, obviously if you're trying to get to this one area, they'll have everything. But Trusted House Sitters is more like broad. It's literally all over the world. So, and we have a house set. I've house set in Central America now, South America, Central South America. I house set in Africa last year. It's awesome. And it sounds like if you have a specific destination in mind that those country specific um, house sitting websites might be good for you. It's kind of like when you're applying for your first jobs, you're fresh out of college. It's like everyone wants experience, but how do you get experience if nobody gives it to you? So that can kind of be a thing as well. You know, if you're applying to your first house sit and you don't have any reviews, because after you finish a house sit, you do get reviews. It, there's a scale of one to five stars. And then if they want to say like, oh, she was great, you know, blah, blah, blah. So if you apply and you don't have any of those reviews, you know, like it might be hard to get chosen. So um, I always recommend to kind of build up your profile and to build up those reviews that it's best if you can try and find local house sits first. Like don't automatically apply to like New York City because uh, they're going to get a million um, people trying to house it for them, you know, but um, I mean, if you happen to live in New York City, obviously, but um, but if you can look for local house sits and then let them know that you are local and that if you want to meet up at a Starbucks and that way there's that personal co connection and there's a bigger chance that they'll pick you versus someone else because you know the area you know, you know, a lot of, you know, things that are, that are in the area. So um, it'll help you get chosen. And that way you can build up reviews for later on when you want to apply to houses that are in very popular areas, like Florida, when Florida, any house that that pops up in Florida, a million people try and house it there because everybody obviously wants to come to Florida. So um, 
yeah, you have to have good reviews. <laughs> yeah, I know that's a great tip um, when you're getting started to start local because it's going to be an easier entry into the house sitting uh, world because just being local in and of itself is going to bump you up in the in the <laughs> list. How long is a typical house stay? I mean, I know it sounds like you do longer stays, but does it really run the gamut of time? It can, I've seen ones for like two days. Um, I've seen some for six months. Like the six month one, I think was a, a teacher that was going on like a sabbatical or something. Um, and then sometimes somebody literally, they might have a family emergency and they just might need something, somebody for like two days. So it, it really varies. Um, uh, right now, I think with COVID, people are starting to travel again, but they're still a little hesitant to travel for longer periods of time. Um, so right now we're seeing a lot of like week long, you know, vacation type things. So it really varies. Um, the good thing about Trusted House Sitters, their website is very, very user friendly. So you can actually like use filters and you can filter for like, okay, I want at least six months, at least six weeks or at least three weeks, like that kind of thing. So that's usually how we do it. And you can even filter for um, like pet type. So like, let's say you're allergic to cats, you can filter for only dog house sits. Very cool. That sounds like you can get really specific about what you're looking for. And then what's the sort of like lead time? Like, it sounds like sometimes there's if someone has an emergency it'll be quick but in general it's usually a few weeks out okay um usually a few weeks out if they're if it's like gonna gonna be a major vacation where they're planning to go to Europe or something um they'll sometimes we've seen things like a year out um we've actually had a house that planned for a year in advance wow. already so we already knew like okay in September of next year, we're going to be here. So we have to plan around that. Um, so but yeah, usually a few weeks um, to a month for like normal type of vacations. And then some people are just planners. They like to know that, you know, because if they're going on vacation, they want to know that their pet is going to be taken care of. Like they don't want to have to worry about that. So that might be one of the first things that they figure out is their, their pet sitter before they even book flights sometimes. What's the percentage of houses that have animals? Uh, like 99, 99%. Yeah, most times, you know, like if they're not going to be, if there's no pet, maybe they'll just have like a neighbor come once in a while to like water plants or something. But it's, it's pets that those are the reason. Yeah, those are the reason people want somebody to stay um, and take care of them. And so that they're not frightened, they're, you know, not alone. Um, when, I mean, I've had pets myself, you know, before I was nomadic. Um, and when you drop a, a dog off or a cat off at a kennel, like they don't know what's going on. They don't understand, oh, I'll be back in two weeks. You know, it can be pretty traumatizing for them. Um, and it's, it's expensive, you know, for the homeowners. So, you know, getting to keep their animal in their home where they're comfortable and they feel safe and secure, like that's great for the pet. And then the homeowner's saving a ton of money. So especially if they're going on a long vacation. Yeah. You know, I don't even know how much paying a kennel for like a month would cost. Yeah, probably a lot. And 
like you're saying, that's very stressful for the pets. We've never, we're fortunate that we have family we can leave our pets with, but yeah, I'm, I think it is pretty pricey to kennel them for even a week. Have you ever had anyone cancel on you? Like you had it booked and then it ended up, they weren't, didn't go on their trip or. Um, it's happened a couple of times. It doesn't happen very often. And it's usually for a really good reason. Um, one, um, it, the husband, they found out he had some kind of cancer or something. So they were going to have to start treatments and hospital appointments and stuff. So, you know, they, it was really heartbreaking because she kept apologizing and she was crying on the phone. And I was like, do not worry. Like, I will be fine. I will find another house sit or like, don't worry about me. Like, you know, take care of you, you guys, like, don't worry. Um, and then obviously with COVID, um, when everybody stopped traveling, like we already had a couple of things lined up and then things just canceled, <laughs> things just stopped. <laughs> so, um, so obviously, you know, you can't help that, but that's just kind of part of the lifestyle. You have to be flexible and kind of have a backup plan. And so, yeah, things, it's not very often though, that, that things get canceled. And so when you're looking for a house, are there, especially being a digital nomad, are there specific things that you look for? Wi-Fi. <laughs> Wi-Fi is the wifi. biggest, yeah, Wi-Fi is the biggest thing. Um, especially lately with all the Zoom calls and, and all of that, you really need good Wi-Fi. Like in the States, when we house it, we drive from one house to another. So we have my car. Um, but like when we traveled to Mexico and to Africa, um, like we didn't have our car. So we wanted to know like, what's the distance to the nearest grocery store? Like, are we going to have to be taxiing, you know, for a long time or is it walkable? You know, you want to know little things like that. Um, but for the most part, it's, it's Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Explorers, we'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I wanted to take just a few seconds to invite you to the free workshop that I created. It's called The Three Secrets to Starting Your Successful Podcast. Now it's all about helping you to start your dream podcast so that you can share your voice and expand your business. If you want to join, just go to explorerandyou.com. It's totally free. All right, friend, back to the show. So is there a time where you overlap with the homeowner? Like, what does that transition look like when you arrive and they leave? Um, usually what we like to do, and I think most homeowners like this as well, is we arrive the day before. Uh, usually in the afternoon or in the evening, we're not going to spend like the whole day with them while they're, you know, doing their last minute packing and, and whatnot. But we do like to get in the evening before because, you know, we can chat, get to know each other a little bit more. They can show us, you know, how they feed them, um, quirks of the house. Like if you, if you need to jiggle one doorknob a little bit extra, you know, like little things like that, um, where the breakers are in case, you know, the lights go out, things like that. So we do like to get in the night before. Most times uh, where we'll be spending the the time is in a guest bedroom. So there's no worry about like, where's everybody going to sleep? I have, you know, shown up the morning of in some instances because it was a cat and it was like super easy. And they're like, just 
give it food. (laughs) Yeah. It's not a big deal. (laughs) Maybe some pets. Right. Yeah. Like not. Yeah. So, um, and then one house sit in, in Mexico, actually, they were like, Hey, if you want to come in a few days before, go ahead. And, um, we'll drive you around town. We'll show you some restaurants. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And then, and then another instance where they were like, if you want to hang out afterwards too, for a few days, that's fine too. And, um, that actually worked out for us really well because the dog that we were taking care of was an elderly dog and we could not be gone for more than a couple of hours. So, um, we didn't actually get to really do any sightseeing, even though we were there for like a month, um, we barely left the house. So then, um, so once the homeowner got back, she was like, Hey, if you guys want to hang out a few more days and we're like, yes. (laughs) So it was very nice. You know, we had a place to stay and then we could actually leave for a few hours at a time and actually like see more of town and everything. Oh, that's great that that worked out that way. Um, but yeah, there, there usually is an overlap, uh, the day before and then depending on what time they get back if they're getting back early in the morning and we need to drive off then we'll take off that same day or if they're getting back you know later in the day and and we don't want to drive overnight um, we'll ask and if they're cool with us staying the night and then leaving in the morning that's what we'll do so there is usually some kind of overlap yeah it sounds nice for the homeowner to be able to just do a walkthrough with you and feel like Mm you know, you've, they've explained the process with the animals and the house, and I'm sure it's good peace of mind and they've met you. So right. they, <laughs> yeah. Cause they, even though, you know, you, you do the phone calls or you do the zoom and all of that, it is nice to have that, you know, face to face, you know, conversations and, and whatnot. So it doesn't sound like you're responsible for anything other than taking care of the animals and making sure the house like doesn't burn down. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like oh there's God. no cleaning involved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um and then what about food? So each so as far as food goes, each house it is um a little bit different, but most of the most of the time um they'll have stopped buying groceries knowing that they're not going to be there and then if there's stuff left over, they're like make sure you eat the carrots or they're going to go bad. Um, or if there's like, obviously like seasonings and stuff like that, they're like, yeah, feel free, grab whatever you use the ketchup. It's not a big deal. Um, or like sometimes in the pantry, they're like, Hey, help yourself to whatever you want. But then, um, sometimes like there's one house sit where, um, they, they made their own beer um I don't know yeah I guess they brewed their own beer in their garage and they were very specific like don't have any of the beer and I'm like that's cool <laughs> not a big deal I can buy some from the store yeah. it's fine. <laughs> but usually um we we do buy our own food uh, all of our own groceries um unless there are like unless they've told us like hey um like one bought us like a, a really nice like steak sirloin was in the freezer and they're like oh wow we bought that for you and we're like sweet (laughs) oh that's nice yeah so as far as food um we do get most of our own things um but sometimes yeah it is okay to um you know use some of some of their condiments and stuff like that and then cleaning we we clean up after ourselves obviously some of the homes that we've taken care of you know they keep their 
like some of them have a cleaning service that comes once a month or once every two weeks. Um, and sometimes they'll have them still come while we're there, um, which is nice, you know, like a little bit less cleaning for, for us. Right. But um, for the most part, we just clean up after ourselves. And I have gotten a few reviews where they've told me or where they've written in the review that the house was cleaner when they got back than when they left. <laughs> because oh. <laughs> I, am, I am a bit of a neat freak and I do love things clean. And, um, you know, there's some houses that I've been to where it's, they're not dirty, but they're not up to my standards, I guess. So like I cleaned the whole kitchen before I started my first meal or whatever, you know? So like, I, oh, wow. I keep it. You're an awesome I, <laughs> house sitter. I like things clean. <laughs> Above <so>. and beyond. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, but mostly it is just, you know, cleaning up after yourself. Um, and then, yeah, the, the main thing is the pets. The pets, um, if there's some plants to be watered, there isn't usually any lawn care, like, cause most people have like a service. So if the lawn needs to be cut, they'll have their service just continue every week or two weeks or whatever. Um, but like some indoor plants and then the mail and that's pretty much it. But the biggest thing is, is always the pets. So besides cleaning the whole kitchen, <laughs> what are some, uh, you know, top tips that you can share with us uh, for being a really good house sitter and getting those reviews. Yeah, I do have will, all five know. star reviews. I just got to yeah, say. Yeah, so what's going to get us the five star reviews? For me, it's basically, you know, obviously take care of the pet, you know, make sure that, you know, you're, you're following everything that they, the homeowners left you to do. Like if they have vitamins, if they, if they need to be groomed, like some, some dogs or cats have like extra fur. So like if they asked you to brush them, you know, every couple of days and you don't, when they come back, they're going to know, you know, um, so like follow what your instructions are, you know, um, obviously keep things tidy and clean. Uh, doesn't have to be sparkling, maybe like mine, <laughs> like my standards, but, you know, clean up after yourself. And then the biggest thing too is just communication. I like to keep constant communication with the homeowners. Um, and even before I arrive, so like, let's say if we do um, figure everything out a month in advance, um, you know, maybe like two weeks in, be like, hey, I'll send a quick message and just be like, hey, I'm looking forward to seeing you in two weeks. And then maybe like two days before, like, hey, can't wait to see you on Thursday or whatever, you know, keep that communication beforehand. And then while they're gone, I like to ask the homeowners how often they want to be contacted because um, some want a daily photo. Some people are like, hey, I'm on vacation. I don't want to think about the house. Email me every couple of days. So everybody, every homeowner is different. So I do like to ask that. And then, and then if you know, you, you feel like you've gotten that good vibe from that homeowner, you think that maybe you can house it for them again, if you enjoyed that house it, you know, keep in touch afterwards too. And that's how I've gotten repeat um, homeowner customers, I guess you could say, but, um, you know, I keep in touch and then they're like, Hey, I think I'm going to do this trip again next year. Are you available? Like, yes, I am. <laughs> and then you keep in touch throughout the year, you know, you know, like six months in or, Hey, happy Thanksgiving, or hope you're having a great, you know, mother's day and things like that. So communication is, is important too, I think. Yeah. I can see how 
you know, having those little touch points along the way leading up to your stay would help the homeowner feel like your person. Cause you know, if they haven't met you yet and it's only via the service, then um, that probably helps them feel like, okay, this person is conscientious and checking in with me. And then um, I like that asking them what you're comfortable with. Cause you're right. Some people do want to see their pet every day, even though they're on vacation and others might be like, what animals? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that, those are great tips. Um, have you ever felt unsafe house sitting? Nope. Not once. Not once. Um, something I think that, you know, when I first started telling people, my friends that I was gonna go house it, you know, they're like, what if they try and kill you? I'm like, I don't think they're going to go through all this trouble, like signing up on a website, you know, because homeowners have to pay their, their yearly um, subscription membership fee as well. Is it the same as? I think it's about the same, um, about 130. If you sign up to be a homeowner and a house sitter, I think they kind of do like a bundle package. So you save a little bit, but, but yeah, homeowners have to pay too. So I'm like, I don't think they're going to sign up for this website, pay, you know, $130 just to have me come over and kill me. Like, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> that's a huge and paper I, trail. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I mean, and honestly, you know, a lot of the people that I house it for are, um, I don't want to say they're rich, but you know, they're, they're better off They're, I mean, they're going on vacations. Uh, a lot of them are retired. So, you know, they have nice homes and everything. And, you know, you kind of, a lot of the houses we house it in are in gated communities, you know, things like that. So you're in fairly like safe neighborhoods. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've never felt like uncomfortable in a neighborhood. And then with the homeowners themselves, like, like I said, you, you do speak ahead of time. So like, if you are on a zoom and the person just seems sketchy like you're gonna feel that even if it's through a monitor um so yeah not not once have I felt unsafe at all whether whether the home or the the people themselves everybody's always been really nice um so yeah no no issues there and then when you're not house sitting like say you have a gap what is your plan B or that can be tricky (laughs) Um, now this is for if you're full-time doing right yeah so yeah yeah, if if you have you know your house or whatever you're obviously fine but for for us that we do this um that this is our our life we travel from house to house it we try really really hard to plan things so that our house sits are back to back Um, maybe, you know, a couple of days in between and depending on where we are, I, between me and my boyfriend, um, we know a lot of people, uh, (laughs) and through, I have my, my website, I have my travel blog. So, um, if there's a gap, we usually can find someone to crash with for a few days, or if we're in South Florida, um, I have my dad. So we can, you know, stay at his house, you know, for a few days. But if we are somewhere that uh, we don't know anyone in the area, then yeah, we'll look for like a cheap Airbnb or a cheap hotel. Where would you say is like the best place you've 
ever house that. <laughs> That's like asking my favorite country. <laughs> I know it's, it's tough. Um, top, you know, just in the top five. Yeah. I mean, definitely some of the house sets we did in Mexico were awesome. The, like, like I said earlier, we love the culture. We love the food. Everyone is super, super nice. And the cost of living is just so much better than in the U.S. Um, so like we were just talking about gaps between houses. So in Mexico, we had a few longer gaps, but we weren't stressing to find another house sit because Airbnbs over there are so cheap. So like at one point we had like a three week gap and we were like, oh, it's cool. We'll just get an Airbnb because uh, you can find like a complete like entire place to yourself with a kitchen and everything for like 30 bucks a day. So we were like, we can afford to have a gap and just stay at an Airbnb. Right, and not stress about it. Right. Yeah. So um, Mexico is different, definitely like top up there. Um, Are there any specific areas in Mexico? So um, generally it's all like expat communities. So even though they're in Mexico, it's always like an American um, or Canadian. Got it. Um, that they're traveling back to the U.S. or to Canada to either do medical stuff or visit family, whatever. So San Miguel de Allende is very popular. Um, Mexico City is, is great. So uh, lots of expats there. Um, and then like the Puerto Vallarta area on the coast. Like if I could buy a retirement home, like right now, it would probably be in Puerto Vallarta. Like love it there. And, you know, the good thing about house sitting um, in Mexico is, you know, eventually we might get a, a house in Mexico and by house sitting, we've been to multiple towns now. So we can kind of figure out what we like, what we don't like. I house sat in Honduras a couple of years ago, which was great. And it's not, um, it's not a place that I would have normally like gone to. Uh, it's not one of the more like touristy places, um, but through a house that I was able to go and, you know, uh, again, met some great people and saw some uh, great cultural and historic things. And then, um, like I said earlier, um, we went and house sat in Africa last year. So the country of Cape Verde, it's an island nation just off the west coast of Africa. So we spent three weeks there, which was great. And um, is really cool. I mean, it was during COVID. So a lot of the museums and stuff were closed and we were still obviously trying to be very careful. So we didn't step out too much, but just being there um, on these islands is gorgeous. And so. And so that wouldn't really add any other, when you do it internationally, there's really no other layer other than what you would have to have to travel internationally anyways, like passport. And I guess if it's an extended stay, like you would need a visa kind of thing. Yeah, but they're not usually that long. So that's not something that we have to worry about. Something that I always kind of bring up is that, or that people ask is that, do we have to pay to get to our houses? And, and yes, it's, it's on us to get to wherever we're going. So like in the States we drive, you know, um, in the case of Cape Verde though, because it was an expensive flight, you know, or flying, you know, different continent and everything, the homeowner was willing to give us half of the plane ticket. 
which obviously was a bonus. Is that something you asked for or did they just volunteer? In that case, I think she volunteered it. Yeah, I think, yeah. Another question that I always get asked is, do we get paid? And I actually don't get paid to house it. So um, uh, the only money exchange is through the website. I pay the website to be a member and the homeowner pays the website to be a member as well. So it is mutually beneficial. So it's free to the homeowner, free for you to stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No money is exchanged. No, it's, it's mutually beneficial. Like they get, you know, they don't have to pay for a kennel. I don't have to pay for somewhere to stay. So it is mutually beneficial. Now, with that said, sometimes they will leave a tip. Um, I've had one homeowner that left some cash like for food. Uh, it like if they if I needed to buy extra dog food or something like that or something came up for the dog they left you know some cash and then when they came back um, I was like oh here's the receipt I did have to buy some extra dog food and they're like all right cool um, you can just keep what's left over I was like okay cool thanks <laughs> so um, or like I've I've gotten like a gift card like a fifty dollar gift card and a thank you card so like little things like that but. But yeah, normally there's no money involved. Um, so that, that is something I like to point out because people assume that like I'm making all this money, but no, I, I make money through my, my job. Um, Your business, yeah. Yeah, and you know, some freelance writing that I do, but through house sitting itself, I don't, I don't make any money normally. So Vicki, where can people find out more about you? So um, they can go to my website. It's called buddythetravelingmonkey.com. So I have a little stuffed monkey that I travel with. He goes with me everywhere. So that's why uh, I named the blog after him, buddythetravelingmonkey.com. And we're also on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And again, just look up Buddy the Traveling Monkey and we're, we're there. <laughs> okay, so I like to end every interview asking my guests to tell me about one of their most meaningful travel experiences. Again, that is a hard question, Um, (laughs) but I would have to say my trip to Bali. I had my own kind of eat, pray, love experience um, after a really bad breakup. And I actually already had Buddy, my stuffed monkey. And so that was my first big solo trip and my first trip with Buddy. So it was, it was really great emotionally for me to have that trip and Bali itself is just gorgeous, um, palm trees and (laughs) great food and rice fields. Yes. Rice fields. I had massages like every day and (laughs) the food is great. And everyone was so, so nice, like genuinely just so nice. Um, and it was funny because they, are concerned about people and they have this innate need to like care so they would always ask me if why I was by myself like to them it was very curious that I was traveling by myself and if I was okay and um that's not good to ask somebody when they're out, like in an emotional wreck so I cried when they're not okay <laughs> yeah I cried multiple times when um 
they were just trying to be nice. Um, and I was like, I'm fine. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it was, um, but it was a great, great experience. Um, loved, loved Bali and that whole, uh, that whole experience. Um, it sounds like a place where you can have, you could go by yourself and feel really comfortable. Yeah, I did not feel um, unsafe at all while I was there. I mean, they, they really do go out of their way. To, like one time I was trying to cross a busy street and there weren't any like stoplights or stop signs or anything. And it was just super busy. And like some guys that were on break from, I think it was construction or something, or maybe they were, they were just on their lunch, but they saw that I was just standing there like looking back and forth, what am I going to do? And they actually kind of like started stepping out into traffic and eventually stopped traffic so that I could cross the street. And I was like, who does that? <laughs> and they were just, they were just trying to help and, and be helpful. So yeah. they're wonderful people. Sounds like a wonderful experience. So Vicki, I have learned so much from our conversation. <laughs> Good. And I'm like, sign me up for the house sitting. I want to try this lifestyle. I have a referral code. You can get like 25% off. <laughs> Awesome. So we'll include that in the show notes, along with the websites that you mentioned. Yeah. And you know, anyone has any other questions about house sitting, I could literally talk about house sitting like all day. So if anybody has any questions, they could always um, reach me through the, through the website, my email and all of that. Yes. And the website is very comprehensive. It answers a lot of questions. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing all of your knowledge with us. Kristen, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Explorer and You podcast. Don't worry, we have a new episode every week. Subscribe so you don't miss it. And don't forget to visit explorerandyou.com for more inspiration and tips. If you want to share the love, you're welcome to send this podcast to others. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next time.